0: Excited to talk to you today. Uh, we uh, typically are in the book of Matthew and we've been making our way through there and we'll, we'll be back to there. We're taking two weeks uh, away from that to talk about this 90th. Um, when we started planning this 90th anniversary, I um, realize that like next Sunday We'll have special guests with us And we we'll want to hear from them So if I was going to talk to you as a family About this this anniversary uh, That I had to do it today And so that's why we kind of got the 8 day uh, The 8 day anniversary celebration That's going on from right now uh, Through through next Sunday um, That includes you know our concert Next Saturday night not to be missed uh, You'll regret that uh, Be here for that That's at 5 o'clock Saturday The reception and all for the, the weekend is right after the concert. So that's uh, whatever, 7, 7, 15, we'll have, the, we'll have that. And then we'll have both services uh, next Sunday uh, as well. So we uh, we call this our 90th anniversary, Celebrating the Goodness of God. Uh, celebrating the Goodness of God. And so that's what we're attempting to do. Uh, so I'm going to give you some ideas about uh, that as we go along today, I hope you have your notes. I hope that maybe you'll write some things down things that might strike you because I'm going to talk to you about who we've been, who we are, and who we're going to be uh, that's that's kind of our idea so we got a lot to cover uh, so let's get going here first of all, uh, I wanted to um, help this anniversary vision message um, to 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 be around some of the scripture that's been on my heart uh, for really probably a year as we've been thinking about this. So uh, several scriptures here that I wanted uh, us to read out li- loud together to to hear them. Uh, the first one is in Second Chronicles chapter sixteen verse nine. Uh, it it is one of my life verses. I have a lot of verses, I guess, uh, like that. But this verse has really motivated me uh, in ministry and in thinking about uh, where we're going in our church. So, um, you know, there are going to be four verses here. We're going to read 2 Chronicles 16:9, Matthew 16:18, Proverbs 29:18, and Jeremiah 29:11. And I know you've been standing up for a while, but these are so important. We have to stand up and read them. So let's stand together. Uh, they're going to be on the screen for you. They're on the, the paper in the uh, outline there for you as well. And so uh, we'll read the, each one, and I'll talk to you just briefly about them, and then we'll move on to the next. Uh, we're going to read 2 Chronicles 16, 9. Read the reference and then say the scripture together. Ready? 2 Chronicles 16, 9. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. What that verse tells you is that God is looking around. God is paying attention. He has been since the very beginning. He's looking for individuals. You can see that. that That's that's what the Old Testament is really about, is how God raised up Abraham and Moses and and these great people. But but in the, the New Testament time and certainly in our time, he's not really just looking for individuals. Even though he's calling out individuals, he is looking for groups of people like us. He's paying attention, and he wants to see who's going to be faithful to kingdom work. Uh, what, is, what is the church going to be and do? And so uh, don't, don't you see that? You can feel him looking around and paying attention to us. So I think he's watching today. Uh, he's paying attention to us today. So now, uh, Jesus spoke about uh, his thoughts about this as well. Next verse, ready? Matthew 16, 18. And I say also to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's the words of Jesus telling us that this church that God is looking all around to see and to bless his people, that the devil can do anything he wants. He can kill a lot of things, but he can't kill the church. You hear a lot of people talking negative about the church and the weakness of the church. But God said through Christ, even hell cannot take down the church. So uh, he's with us. He helps us. That's the words of Jesus. Now, uh, Proverbs uh, gives us some, some idea of what we're thinking about for our anniversary here. Uh, next verse. Ready? Proverbs 29:18, Where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, this verse has a lot of different kind of interpretations to it. But basically, it just says that we can't not be doing anything. You know, today is not a day that we get ready for the easy chair. This is not lazy boy day. This is a day of catalyst moving forward. And he says, without vision, we perish. People perish. That means that people will be lost if we don't do our part. That if the church is not... Doing what it's called to do, people are going to go to hell. There are hundreds of people, maybe thousands of people, that are going to heaven because of the influence of this one church, that's pretty astounding. But without vision, and that's what we're asking God for, on 90. where are we going? Without vision, the people perish. Last one, Jeremiah 29:11. Let's this last one together. Ready, Jeremiah 29:11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. What a word to us! What an encouragement as we look forward. That not only individually, which is a lot of times the way we apply this verse, but corporately together as the people of God, not only in this place, but around the world, God has a plan. We're going to celebrate that. Thank you so much. You can be seated. All right, Um, several parts of the message that we want to do. There's a lot of celebrating here today. I want to talk a little bit about the history and then about a vision for uh, the future. Um, This church was started in 1927, uh, so now it's 2017, so it's our 90th uh, year. Uh, I spent, now I wasn't there when it started, um, neither were you, um, But I've read the documents. I spent a lot of time uh, reading different things that were written. Uh, There were all kind of special events that happened along the way in those 90 years. And they did a great job of helping us kind of reflect on uh, where the church has come. Pekin First Church of the Nazarene was born in October 1927 through an anointed revival that happened in downtown Pekin. Uh, Reverend Helen Peters was the revival preacher. I know nothing about her. Uh, All I know is that she was the preacher there. Uh, The church was organized by the Illinois District Superintendent E. O. Chauvant. Now that name might be familiar to you. The districts today in Illinois, there are three of them. We are Northwestern Illinois. There's the Illinois district and then there's Chicago Central. Well, it used to be all the Chicago area. They just called themselves Illinois, but they knew that there needed to be more districts and more churches throughout Illinois. So they went around having these revival meetings in all kinds of towns all around us and with a hope that, People would get saved, lives would be changed, and it would be the beginning of a church in a community like that. Uh, there's a building at Olivet called Chauvin Hall. It used to be where they had chapel there. Um, that He is a part of that. So in October 24, 1927, which is very close to where we are next weekend, Pekin First was started with five charter members that became. Their names were Lester Barber, Cecil Griffiths, Anna and Roy Preston, and Henry Walbert. Now, there's one person in our church that is tightly connected to one of those people. Henry Walbert was Helen Hundermer's father. Would you stand up right here? She's feeling a little dizzy today, but she's... a. Uh, uh, she, told, she was willing to even give up her Sunday school class and sit here two times uh, with me. Uh, we are so happy, Helen, that we still have this connection uh, oh, with honey, you. You
1: don't know how happy I am. I understand.
0: So we're so. Oh, I love you. Well, I but I, more but more. we're celebrating. <laughs> we're celebrating your dad being a part of the beginning of this church. Uh, Back in 1927. Uh, Do you know much about that? Anything that he... My dad? Yeah.
1: Yeah. The the, most that I think about of it is when he would count the money, he was lucky to have one dime. Wow. The the people in that time did not have any money. and they um, They worked at the corn products, and they were lucky if they got a day a week. And so it was very, very trying time in that time. And my mom did things on the washboard, and and she took out uh, did clothes and for people. And oh, I, you don't really know what it's it awesome. was. It was terrible.
0: Well, we appreciate those those early charter members of our church and your connection to them. They Thank worked you so hard. Much. They understand. worked hard. Don't you appreciate Helen? Thank you Thank so you much. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right awesome. Um, all right. The church has been in seven different Pekin locations. Um, From 1927 to 1954, they were in five different places. The church was organized at 221 Court Street in Pekin. You know what's at 221 Court Street today? The rail house. The Railhouse Restaurant. So when you go in there, you know that on that property right there, that's where our church was organized and, and met in, in the very early days there. Uh, they have also been located at 4th and Analyza, which I don't know which corner it was on there, but that's where O'Reilly Auto Parts and Hyde Eye is right in that area. They met in a building there. Uh, they met. At 601 Court Street, which is where Pekin Community Bank in downtown Pekin uh, is today, which happens to be our bank that helps support us to build our building. So that's very exciting, a little connection there. Um, They met on uh, somewhere, I'm not sure exactly, I don't have an address, on South 2nd Street. So somewhere along there, you can kind of get the idea. They were all around uh, this downtown. And then they met, um, I think, in a house on 3rd and Franklin, which is basically right off of Broadway between kind of 2nd and Broadway right in that area right there. So that's where they were, five different, until uh, they... Uh, built the church on 11th and Hamilton. That's where the Emmanuel Christian Church is today, and they purchased that building from the Church of the Nazarene. Uh, They moved there, uh, Reverend Canfield over there down at the end, uh, moved in there in 1954, and J.V. Morse, the next one down on that end, um, expanded that building. They did, they did a project on it. Um, I, I got a little booklet right here. This is a little booklet they gave out that day. Uh, they were trying to expand. Uh, the church was running uh, 250 to 300 uh, during that time. That was a big church in 1954. I mean, I'm tell- so uh, uh, in 1963, they had a little building program. This tells us they were going to try to expand the church and they were raising $20,000. Isn't that amazing? So uh, that was Brother Morse. Um, so they moved there. They were there at 11th and Hamilton from uh, 1954 to the early 70s, and they began to make a transition to this property. Uh, some of these pastors down here, you can, uh, those guys were involved in uh, purchasing this property. Uh, I mean, wasn't the guy that, that bought this property Visionary? Uh, And if you've been around Pekin uh, a long time, you know there was none of these roads were out here. I mean, you just had Broadway right there, just a big cornfield, like a bunch of areas right here, you know. And uh, so that became uh, our home. Uh, The church was built on Broadway here in the early 70s. Uh, The sanctuary that we're sitting in right now was dedicated in 1991. Uh, PFN in the the 2000s uh, started a new church, which is Bridgeway Community Church, still very connected to them. They, they've they been all over the place, but now they're two miles from us right down. Uh, veterans right there having great service, I'm sure, this morning. Um, the uh, new ben- ministry building we built, we dedicated that March 23rd, uh, 2014. There have been 19 uh, pastors, senior pastors at PFN, and the church has really been blessed uh, with, with with leadership. When I was kind of evaluating all of that, I noticed that the the church had 16 pastors in its first 65 years. So that's right around, when you count the interims, it's probably four or less uh, that they had. And then in the last 25 years, this church has had three pastors. Uh, I think that says a lot about where we are and what we're doing. So they had, uh, Kramer came in 92, and then Mason was here uh, in between us, and then 11 years uh, so far here. So isn't that so exciting? You want to say something? Yes, we had one lady. One lady? Yeah. Okay, yeah. what was her name? Do you remember? Okay. Fantastic. So the we, definitely this church has been built on great leadership, staff, uh, lay leaders across the years. Um, You know, as for me, I've been here like 11 years. That makes me the longest tenured. Uh, There have been, uh, JV Morse was here like seven years and eight months, and now I'm at 11 and three months. So that's really, you know, we kind of blew that up. So that's very exciting. (laughs) A lot of different buildings here, built the gym, built the educational area, uh, built the sanctuary, uh, a lot of remodeling, a lot of extended parking over the years. Today, the church average attendance, we we count how many times somebody worships this once a week here. So we have about 825 people worshiping here. Uh, We have over 500 people in some kind of discipleship setting, over 800 million and a budget of 1.3 million and growing. Uh, So the church continues to grow, uh, has great spiritual, relational discipleship. And community influence. And today we are celebrating the amazing goodness of God on this church over the past 90 years and looking forward to our best days ahead. Aren't you grateful for all the people that we celebrate that helped us to get here today? So good. Praise God for that. So, this is a week of of thanks. Now, I think we should be incredibly grateful to God. So, I'm going to encourage you. Uh, you know maybe you hear a lot of people talking about church but i 'm telling you a lot of a lot of talk about church is not very positive people talk about this uh, this is our positive week about our church right I think you should tell people everywhere you go I was thinking what if seven eight hundred people talk to at least ten people about our anniversary and then you told them why this place is important to you why why you 're blessed by, uh, by PFN. let 's just have a great conversation I mean we could have thousands of conversations this week about our church. Wherever you go, whoever, just get it in your mind. Just thinking about uh, how long you've been here and why this is your place, and uh, let's just exalt Christ uh, throughout this week of how He has blessed our church. I mean, just be obnoxious about it. Just make sure people know that God has blessed our church, and we are so grateful for how God has used us. Don't be afraid uh, to speak about it and to tell people not only about the ninetieth, but why. Why God has blessed you? Why do you come to this church? Uh, So I thought um, Tuesday night at our board meeting, uh, we started the meeting. We usually have a devotional, prayer time or something. But I asked them uh, to share. Uh, It was fantastic. It was such a great time of celebrating together. So I wondered if I could get a little spontaneity here. Now, when I do this, you know, it's, it's risky because I can't ta- I can't take a big story, you know. Okay? Now, we, you're going to talk all week, so tell somebody else your long story. Uh, don't tell us today, all right, or share it after church. Uh, hey, if you're watching in the well, be talking, right, talking about the church. You know, I'm, I'm sure you're talking, by the way. I'm so, so. Uh, <laughs> So I'll give you a, 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 something to talk about. So I've um, got a, few, a couple of mics here. Why don't you give one to like Josh? Uh, here he is right there. And so uh, the reason you need to talk in a microphone is the live stream people won't hear a thing if you don't say that. So if you've got a spontaneous, alive, good testimony, maybe tell us how long you've been here and something about the church. Anybody like that? Just pop up. I'm not going to wait on you. Come on. be up. Take, have a little courage.
1: Okay, I've been here nine plus years, Um, and I would say this is the place where God renewed me and created this whole life, so I got married here, both my children have been announced here, (laughs) so yeah.
0: Awesome. Somebody stand up over here, somebody stand up over here, they'll get to you, right here. Somebody over here, go ahead and stand up, she'll get to you. Um,
1: We were talking the other day about where's your favorite place to be other than your house, and this was my answer. This is home to me. I met my husband here. Oh, 1994 is when I came here. I was 14 years old. Met my husband in youth group. Um, Have family all over. My kid's raising here. My family's here. But really, you're all my family.
2: And I love this place. Thank
0: you. So good. Awesome. Great. Somebody else? Sandy's right here. And Crystal right there. And then Amy.
1: I'm trying to remember, I know the first time I came here was 1958, it was after Easter. Wow. So that gives you an idea how old I am. Uh, but we established our, our life here in 19, around 1959, and um, when you talk, as Jessica did, about family, uh, this is my life, this place, and all of you um, are my life. My relatives, my sisters, and brothers, and it has give me direction, focus. and joy beyond measure as what Helen said.
0: Amen. It's awesome. (laughs) Crystal.
1: Um, I started coming here, I think in 2011, about the time I got cancer. I'd been spiritually dormant going to a different church for a long time and I just ached and wanted God to come into my life and to my heart and work through me. And I've grown so much and I can't, I used to, kind of drive going to church, but now, back in the day, but now, I can't wait to be here. I love being here. I love all you guys. I cannot believe how much God has touched my heart and my life and made me groan so much. So, thank you.
0: Praise God, Crystal. Thank you. Amy, then Carrie, and then one more. So, if you want to stand, go ahead and stand up. Amy.
1: Um,
2: we've been going here for seven years, my husband and I, and our two girls. Um, but the thing that I love about the church is that I know whenever I need it, Um that I'm going to hear exactly what God wants me to hear. Um, Like today, I was praying that God would help me because I'm having a rough day, rough morning with some kids. Um, But I walk in and I hear that God is looking out and strengthening the hearts of those who uh, are dedicated to him. And that's exactly what I needed to hear. And that's always what this church is for me. It's exactly what I need. And I know God is using you to bring that to me.
0: Praise God. Carrie Peterson right here. Uh,
1: My family has been coming here for nine years. We attended Peoria First Church of the Nazarene for nine years. And the reason why we're in a Nazarene church is because Ryan Hazelwood's grandfather, Jim Hazelwood, led my ex-husband's grandfather to Christ. And I'm guessing maybe in the 40s or the 50s. And because of that man reaching out to him, that's why we're Nazarenes. And because this, as I've said before... If the church is alive, it's worth the drive. And that's why we come from Peoria to Pekin.
0: Fantastic. That's great. <laughs> Sherry Fiedler.
3: Uh, the first time we were here, we were here for seven years. Five of those years, I was privileged to work here. And it is indeed family. There was so much family that when we retired, we said, we are coming back to Pekin. Fantastic. So uh, we've been here about three years now, back. And this is home. The services. The, the services. Um, haven't felt as close to God anywhere else that we've lived, and we've lived a few other places as we do here in Pekin. Um, The word that's being preached is so true and so real while we're here.
0: So great. Adam.
3: Thank you. I owe it uh, to this local assembly to say this. Um, I began attending the Church of the Nazarene in 1987. I was 13 years old at the time. Uh, I was a broken, uh, shattered teenager with a with a difficult upbringing and um, I'll keep this mercifully short but I'll say that I have been a recipient of the best the Church of the Nazarene has to offer Uh, and my debt (laughs) if if a debt could be repaid to the Church of the Nazarene is incalculable as I I was driving to work I drive to Bloomington every day to work and I began thinking about uh, all the people uh, who have been influential in my life, and most of them have been members or clergy in the Church of the Nazarene. And so as I, as I mark 30 years uh, of being at the periphery of the church, and now I'm a member, um, it's got me thinking more and more, okay, how can I give? What can I do? How can I plug in? But um, as far as understanding what it means to be Christ-like, what it means to walk and live as, as a as a christian man as a husband and a father i have gained most of that um learning if you will through the church of the nazarene so i'm i'm grateful for this church i'm grateful to be here this morning and i give god all the glory
0: it's great adam thank you so much all right rick and then christine i think this
3: church is amazing uh it's a church for everyone and that god's a guy of everybody. And that's what's so amazing about this church. And the love of this church, which I believe starts at the top, so and trickles down and there's a lot of love in this church. It's
0: awesome. Happy birthday, Christine. It's her birthday today. Speak to us the last I've been, one.
2: I've been coming here for about fifty eight years. I know I don't look that old, but I've been my mother started dragging me to church when I was seven years old. So I've been attending here that long and I just thank the Lord for every day that he gives me to praise him. And I thank him for all the pastors that help guide my life closer to Christ.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Christine. All right. What a good example, right? So now you got, you got to go out and do that. That's, the, that's your challenge about you just put it right there. Uh, that's the challenge for thinking about our, our spontaneous praise. Uh, make sure people know uh, why you come here, how long you've been here, and that we're celebrating 90 years together. All right. Now we're going to talk a little bit about not only where we are, uh, but the vision for the future. Now, what I'm giving you here is like um, sort of like DNA. Like, what, what is it that, that about us? Like, from a leadership standpoint, what is making us who we are? What are we trying to do? Uh, I just made a little list for you here. Uh, great worship, preaching, teaching, music, prayer, all those things, so important to us. What we do every week here, um, you know, that, that's my goal, my desire, and my prayer is that every time you come here, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, special events, that God shows up that we prayed and sought him, and that, uh, I just appreciate Amy. Thank you so much for saying that. That's that's our desire, isn't it, that we would hear from God. Uh, he's the teacher. He's the preacher. He's leading us. Uh, really appreciate Kim and all of her effort to make our worship what it is in all kind of different environments here uh, just fantastic. Cheryl uh, has moved to different positions here in our church, but she is so focused on helping us to be uh, great volunteers and to serve and to helping. us us grow. Really appreciate that. Uh, Discipleship is... Part of the DNA of who we are. What that, what we mean by that is that we are interested from where we meet someone pl- to a salvation experience, being baptized, uh, growing in the Lord, growing in, into an opportunity to serve. Uh, Adam said it so well. Looking for a way, how do I how do I give? How do I help build the kingdom of God? You you hear that all the time, virtually every week here. Uh, we're asking you to do something, be involved, find ways to do that. Uh, no pressure on you, but we want you to serve. Uh, because that's a part of the discipleship uh, process. Uh, we are, uh, we do that in the context of uh, Kid Zone. Uh, we decided that we were going to take care of children, babies to sixth graders, their families. Uh, so we have a lot of children here. As a matter of fact, we have so many children here that we decided we had to go out and get a pastor that was pastoring somewhere else, but we we needed a pastor for our children's ministry. And Brian and Carol Etock moved here, and we are so grateful for them, but grateful for uh, Cheryl and Greta that paved the way uh, for where we are today. So, so grateful for that. Uh, that's just a part of who we are. Uh, you should bring Your kids here. You should have your kids in church. You shouldn't just send them to church. Or uh, I meet people all the time that I think, "What in the world are they doing? They don't even have no no interest in bringing kids to church just because they hadn't met us." I'm telling you that That, because you you gotta have your kids here. Um, So that's such an important part of that. Refuge Youth Ministry. That is such a key part of who we are. Teens from seventh to twelfth grade, as well as what we call the gathering young adults. Uh, We have a fantastic youth pastor that is leading us well, Uh, Josh Parker. Fantastic. Love you so much. Really appreciate. We'll clap for all these people in just a minute. Um, So really appreciate all of them. We intend to disciple youth to affect the high school, affect our community, to be involved in the life of, uh, of many times... Struggling teenagers Trying to figure out their, their life And we want to be a support to them They're not just the church of tomorrow They're today I mean, they, they, They're so vital to us today So thank you, uh, Josh, and to our youth group uh, We are um, deeply invested in What we call Man Church You know, Man Church is just not the Monday night service Man Church is everything um, And we decided we needed a leader there As well as some of these other areas And so ministering to men at PFN And across Tazewell County Mark Stevens uh, is leading uh, man church for us, and we want to disciple as many men as we can throughout this county. Uh, so we're deeply committed. If you think having Sunday, Monday night man church is just a uh, kind of a little fling that the men are involved, not a chance. We're in it. You know, we're on 013. Which one of these days we're gonna have a one in front of that. Uh, so we got a lot of work to do. Um, so through our men's, ministry. women's ministry, supporting and discipling all of our ladies and our girls. Uh, man, I just had a fantastic weekend uh, with Ladies Retreat. So great. Greta has been willing to move from children's ministry to be our pastor to women so excited about that uh, prime time and widows ministry you know we have a lot of widows uh, that are here we have a, a, a whole group of older folks that are here and we don't want them to feel like that the church is is in the past for them uh, we want them to know they mean something we call ourselves church for everyone because we want all these different groups including our older uh, group to feel like this is a part of the, uh, their life uh, today as well so we are blessed by that uh, people like Lois Goyan and Carol Deaver and uh, Mary Sherwood and others that have been and are continuing to lead uh, this primetime ministry and working with our widows um, we decided that one of the things about us is that we would be involved in community community outreach community involvement uh, that's us uh, you know we we care about what is what's happening around us and all these things are expressions of who we are I mean you, you say things like the marigold festival the turkey giveaway the single ladies oil change uh, the leadership Academy, the hospital, the, um, uh, all the different ways that we were involved. We have block parties and uh, go to baseball games and rent out Dragonland. I mean, we have pantries that we continue to help and food drives and non-food drives. I could just go on and on. We desire and we're continuing to look for new ways uh, that we can be involved in the community. Uh, so I don't know how you feel about your church, but you should feel great that we just don't hang out in here. We're trying to be out there and to make a difference uh, out there. Um, The last little thing I'll mention is think big. Think big is missions for us. Um, missions around the world. And the church has been so blessed by thinking about Think Big. You know, when we say Think Big, we are thinking about first and second graders that are going on a little mission trip where they can do something maybe around this building. Third and fourth graders going out to some location around our city. Uh, fifth and sixth graders that go to some church in our, on our district and to help them and, and to be a part of that. You know, it's not always, it's not necessarily 50, 60 people. It might be eight or ten of our students. But what we're trying to do is to do something so consistently that as kids grow up, they learn that's what you do in church. Uh, That's what you do. You serve and you give and you build the kingdom. Um, Through our youth group, great events. uh, Through our youth group, um, mission trips, NYC, all those things that are uh, big events for, for our kids involved in the summer as well as camps. Um, recognizing that adults, now we've been involved in doing some things, but we, I just want to announce to you that we just have a whole new model, a whole new plan about we feel like that the church, adults, and at times families, needs to be involved in some kind of mission trip every single year. So um, I'm announcing that today. And so we have been wanting to do like medical mission trips. So in summer of 2018, July 16th to the 24th, we are going to Belize to do a medical mission trip there. Uh, This place, uh, first of all, we're doing this because God sent us Brian and Carol Etoc. Uh, They have been on at least five mission trips, uh, mostly to Haiti, medical mission trips. We also have some friends that are supporting us. That have been multiple times beyond that, uh, learning our way about that. We've been talking about medical mission trips for a while. So, we're gonna do a medical mission trip with Southern Belize. Our desire is to do one every other year. So, year one, year three, year five. And then we're gonna bring some other churches along with us so that over six years, we can go to a place that has never had any medical care uh, in in their area right there and show up and and provide a medical team to be a part of that. We have a lot of dreams about that. the off year, we're going to do a construction project somewhere. I don't know if it'll be out of the country, in the country, but I wanted to create an opportunity where a lot of us could be involved. Not going every year because we got too many for everybody to go every year, but over a period of of years, as we're doing something every year, once with construction and once with medical, then uh, you'll be able to go there. So that uh, on the back of your card this morning if you have some interest now I'll tell you a couple other details and I'm gonna ask Carol a question she's gonna stand up right here with me um, we are we're probably taking about 28 people something in that neighborhood but medical mission trips are different because we got to have doctors like they don't want me doctoring I know that so uh, so we have to have providers uh, so we're working on that we have to have nurses uh, and we have to have spiritual help because we intend to have spiritual, encounters with every person that we help medically. So, you think about thousands of opportunities to present the gospel. Uh, very excited about that. And then we have regular helpers. So, we're only talking about maybe 10 people that won't be assigned, but that means you could be a provider. So, if you're a doctor and you want to go, uh, PA or somebody that could fill that. Uh, you can mark that on the card. Uh, if you're a nurse and you want to go, uh, no guarantees. Just because you fill out the card, it's not going to mean that you go. We got to talk and got to figure it out, right? And, uh, and then we have spiritual leaders that are going to go. And then we're also taking a bunch of helpers. Now, this is not just go and kind of enjoy the trip. If you don't like medical stuff, don't go on this trip. Uh, because we're going to work hard, uh, we're going we're gonna to see thousands of patients, and we're going to do everything our providers tell us to do, right? And so, uh, so they're going to help us. So it's, a, it's not, a, not a massive mission trip, but it's the beginning of a transformative work in southern Belize. Are you excited about that? So I was going to ask her uh, what difference it's going to make. You've been on these, and now what difference is, is this going to make for our church to be involved in this?
3: I think it starts personal. You feel like you're going to help those, those poor, poor people. But honestly, what happens is your heart is changed. Your life is changed. Your heart grows and falls in love with people that you've never met before. Um, that's who's changed is you. And you get the opportunity to be Jesus um, to people that you may never see again. But then you come back, and your heart is exploding. And then you realize if you can love people you don't even know, you can love people that are right next to you. It's awesome.
0: Hey, are you happy about going to Belize and these uh, mission projects? Are you want to affirm that with me? Thank you very much. Great. All right. That's the first big announcement. Uh, I want you to think about how God could use you because there'll be other other opportunities, not just going, but praying. Uh, we're going to need supplies, things that we can do. So we're um, on the card, you'll see that November the 12th, before the family service, like about four o'clock, we're going to have an informational meeting. So if you got all kind of questions, come to the meeting. Uh, You can learn more about it. The applications will be there and all that. So we're we're all excited. Those dates are set though. We are going to Belize, so I'm very excited about that. All right. Last uh, announcement. We are ready to announce. The, uh, a director of our community center and church in Peoria, Southside neighborhood. You know, I've been talking to you about this. I kind of let the cat out of the bag earlier on. What we are doing, we believe that God wants us to establish a model for how to start a church in a neighborhood like this. Uh, so we're not just starting this one time and then hoping it's going to go well. Our intention with our district, if we, we tried to build a collaboration of people with our district, with Southside Mission, with us, uh, to be able to learn, how do we start more than just this one church? There are neighborhoods like Southside in every town in Illinois, right? You know, we, we originally thought we would start this church on Derby Street. Uh, in Pekin. We're going to get there. Wouldn't it be exciting to start a church with Bridgeway and North Pekin Nazarene and Pekin First Nazarene, and we start a church over on Derby Street together as a collaboration? See, that was our original thought, but we need to learn because like, we know nothing about what to do. Uh, I feel the burden, but I felt like God had to teach us and show us uh, how to do that. So we've been building these partnerships together. And so we're not even going to start as a church. We're going to start as a community center. Why would we do that? Because we need to learn the neighborhood. We need to learn what the needs are there. We need to, we're not taking peeking first and planting it in the south side of Peoria. We're seeking to allow a church to rise up out of that neighborhood that it needs to be. Uh, we need to have coordination. I want to, I'm asking God to change the whole spiritual environment of that neighborhood, not just through our church, but our connection with other churches. So we can't be competing with those other churches at the beginning. So we're not even having services at the beginning. We're just gonna build relationships build collaborations. And so we decided we had to have a director to help us do that. And I'd love to introduce her to you. Her name is Irene Lewis Wembley. Would you come and join me here? <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to take time to read that, that whole bio. The bio Fantastic. Um, it gives you a lot of ideas about why this woman uh, is the, the person uh, that God wants us to have here. So I'm very excited about her. What we are doing is that we are sending a missionary to Peoria Southside. That's what we're doing. The next that exciting? A missionary evangelist. Um, she grew up in Sterling. She is a... Uh, honestly... If you talk to our board members, you talk to our staff, we know that we got the best that we could get. I mean, we, could, we, we found somebody so talented, so educated. She has been involved in social work. She's lived in the Southside neighborhood. Not really, but the same place. Yep. Uh, she's lived there. She... Um, Has so well educated. She went to, uh, she's gone to Bible college. She has cosmetology. She can take care of that too with you. But, um, you know, so uh, Bible college, she's uh, getting, she's just getting ready to graduate from Olivet with her master's in pastoral leadership. She has tons of training. She, she really is not just going to be ours. I believe she's going to help our district uh, with, with this whole model. See, God is going to use her so powerfully, but we, but we have to step out we got to decide what God wants us to do um, for this neighborhood. She's going to be full-time on staff at Pekin First Church of the Nazarene. She's going to be a part of our pastoral staff because we are going to fully embrace her and two daughters, Lyric and Trinity. Now, how old are they? 13 and 14. 13 and 14. So it's wrong in the bio. i are got to pull that down. All right. Um, but, you know, we can't send anybody into Peoria Southside on their own. Um, You know who's going to Southside? We're going. We're going. Uh, We're going to Southside and to see what God wants us to do there. Now, you know, one way of doing this would be to say, man, she's talented. Uh, You don't know her well yet, but we could just send her over there and say, good luck. We're going to be praying for you. I call that, you know, there's a big difference, and I tell people all the time, that there's a big difference between reptiles and mammals. I know this is not biology or whatever class that would be in. Um, but here's what reptiles do. Reptiles uh, have lots of babies. Uh, best illustration, maybe the sea turtle. You ever seen that sea turtle? He comes wandering in up on the beach, and he goes out there and digs out this big old hole and plants all these babies there and then uses those, covers it up, says, See ya, hope things work out pretty good, and swims away. (laughs) Right? Some people, some churches, some places start churches like that. They're reptiles. They don't mean to be. Uh, I don't know why they do it that way, but we are not a bunch of reptiles, right? (laughs) We are mammals. Here's what mammals do. Mammals have fewer babies but they take care of them. They nurture them. They give them the best possible chance of survival. We, we had a baby, Bridgeway. Bridgeway is, in my estimation, I have not had anybody else tell me a story better than Bridgeway. Bridgeway. I mean, I've heard lots of new starts, but there are very few new starts that are still connected to their mother and right down the road and run 500 and something and making a powerful difference, not only in Pekin, but around our district and around the world. They're getting ready to start a new church in Switzerland, I think, yeah. Uh, It's just remarkable what Bridgeway is doing. But you know why Bridgeway is? Now, other people might have other opinions, but I'm telling you, I think Bridgeway is what it is because it was nurtured for four or five, at least four years. I tell Jeff, the pastor down there that, and he says, that's unheard of. You know, nobody stays with you. know, they were in our building. For a long time, a lot of support, connection to them, Dale, and our, our relationship with him—that made all that. That's the model that we have. That's what we're doing uh, with Irene. So we could uh, we could send Irene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna walk this way, and so we could send Irene, and she. We could say good luck. Hope things go well. <laughs> hey, don't go too fast.
3: <laughs> or, or
0: I could go with you. Want to go? Come on. Hey, you wanna go? Come on, come on, listen. Come, come on, somebody else. So she's let's go this way. That all I get. Come on. What are y'all doing? Come on. Let's. Okay, here, listen, listen. She's gonna be our representative over there, but we're going, right? She there there are gonna be times. There are gonna be times. When We're going we to have to give her a little shove. You know, uh, it might not be easy. I'm pretty sure there are going to be times that she's shoving me huh, as we go along. But th- this is us. I don't want you to tell people that you know we, we sent this missionary. I want you to know that we're going with her. This is us going to Southside because it's the best, probably the only way this is going to be successful is if we go together. Um, she's going to live in that Southside neighborhood. Um, I'll talk to you about that again in just a minute, but that—that's uh, she's going to be our representative there. This is the right way to do it, isn't it? I mean, this is the right way to go over there for us to support what God is asking us to do. Man, we're 90, and we look good, don't we? I'm telling you. Fantastic. Let's, let's go back up <laughs> here. Thank you, guys. All right, I'm going to have her i uh, just give you a word.
1: I'm so excited. God has had to work on me real hard, and I've been a hard head my whole life, so that's nothing new. But there's been so many Holy Spirit encounters in this building with people from this church that nobody could talk me out of knowing that this is God. Calling me and sending me as a missionary right here in my backyard. Now, I've talked about that, but it's really happening right now. Amen. I don't know if you feel the palpable spirit of God over this church, but I will say John Sherwood confirmed in my heart with one word. We've always, in his years, I don't know, he said (laughs) 50-something years, we've always sought Holy Spirit-filled leaders, visionary leaders, Because I thought, what have you been doing to these folks in the last few years, Lloyd? What have you been talking to them about? Because that needs to be bottled. And you know what? John set me straight. That was the Holy Spirit. He's alive. He's walking right in the hearts of the people of this church. And this church has got Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth in the palm of its hands. God is using you folks. And I'm so excited to bring my family to be a part of this church and knowing that his anointing is on all of our work the work of our hands, and he is so faithful. He is so faithful. I'm excited that you're all gonna go with me. That was the, the icing on the cake, the cherry on top, and I don't have to be an egg in the sand all alone. Absolutely,
0: right.
1: <laughs> I come with a family. <laughs> Thank you,
0: Lord. Welcome Ari Lewis Wimbley.
1: Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you,
0: Jesus. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic. All right. That's the exciting part. Now we got to talk about a few little details about this. How does this work? How is it going to happen? Just because we, we have her, uh, we got to figure out what our role is. So here's what happened. I was, um, I've been working on, collaboration. How can we do this together? Because honestly, when I first had the idea, I just thought, no chance. <laughs> um, you know, how could we, how could we spend a hundred thousand or more dollars to figure it out? Because first of all, if we're going to have a church there, we had to have a building. Well, we have a building. Uh, Many of you have been there. It's at the corner of Laramie and Arlington uh, in Southside. It's right in the center of kind of our initial target space right there. So excited about that. It's a beautiful building. Um, We've been working on the building, all the outdoor landscaping that's being done, the uh, sound system, projection, all that's in there so that we can have classes and have worship in there eventually. Um, New bathrooms, showers, laundry availability. We're just trying to figure out how can we be a, an answer to the needs that are going on in that community. So we have a building. That cost us zero. Uh, somebody gave us all the money for the sound system uh, the first time I mentioned this. You remember when I talked about it? Somebody walked up to me right after that service and gave us a check for that entire amount to do that. Um, the district got involved because they actually owned the building but basically said, it's yours. Do what you want to with it. And so we've been working on the showers and the bathrooms and all that, all that stuff there. So really fantastic. The support that we've received from our district is remarkable. So they, um, district superintendent was talking to me and said, uh, we will help you uh, with kind of an, another part of the district. They have a mission strategy team. And he came to me and said, the mission strategy team will help you with startup.'" I said, okay, what does that mean? So I started talking, and um, he said, well, make a list. So I made a list. I made a good list. (laughs) Um, We we believed, and Irene with me, not making her live there, but we believed that our only shot is for somebody to live in that neighborhood right there. There are good and bad parts about that neighborhood, so we got to do it carefully. But the district is buying a house for our ministry there in the south side of Peoria. Uh, house, utilities, maintenance, uh, as well as she and I have talked a lot about coaching. Because as talented as Irene is, she's never done what we're doing here. Um, So coaching and training, high-level coaching and training from around the nation uh, that we're going to be able to bring in. And the district is willing to support all of that. So it's fantastic. Isn't it incredible what they're offering to us? (laughs) So our our work is... um, we got to be the mother. we got to take care of Irene. Uh, we got to pay salary and insurance and, and just, just living and all that. Um, and so that, that's going to be our role. And uh, we, we are supporting the ministry development of the Southside Mission. So you remember back in May we did a faith promise. And the faith promise was not only our missions around the world, which is not changing. Nothing that we do here is changing. We're just adding. It's 90, and we're trying to figure out how to do it. Other people have come along and helped us. So we been, we've been raising $30,000 to put in ministry in Southside. That, you remember I told you about that, we've been, and you guys have been doing so great in that. We're raising the money. We're well, just fantastic in our missions giving and in raising dollars to help have ministry in Southside. So really the only thing left of this whole thing is to raise the dollars to support the salary of this position right there. And so that's why I called her a missionary. She's not really just being added to the staff here. We're sending a missionary there. And so we we need to raise the funds for that, uh, for that role. Uh, So we're talking about what we're going to do over the next year. And then we'll probably have to do it over again uh, for a two or three years. We'll just figure out how this is going to unfold. I don't know how it's going to work, but I believe she's the right person uh, for this. And so, um, oh, I had all these thoughts. i got to get finished here. Um, I had all these thoughts about uh, how to do this and how to raise the money. If you guys are singing, would you all come and be ready here? Um, <laughs> the, um, I thought I was going to just ask a few people to give and to help me with this project. And then I just felt like, shoot, I'm just going to announce it to everybody at the same time. So um, Kim and I talked, and I thought, I'm going to be the first giver. And so we already made a commitment uh, to this. And then I prayed, Lord, would you... It'd be nice if we had some kind of little seed, you know, somebody. So I didn't tell anybody. I didn't ask anybody for anything. And so Wednesday night I'm in church, and I'm definitely not going to tell you who this is. But I'm telling you, this guy, out of the blue, it wouldn't even be somebody that you'd think of. He walked up to me, and he said, I went to man church the other other night, and I walked out of there saying I need to leave some kind of legacy. So I want to give you a gift. He said, I said, what do you want to give it for? And he said, you tell me. I know you got something on your heart. And I said, okay. And so I started telling him about this. And he starts crying. And he gave me $5,000 right there. Unbelievable. So we're well on our way uh, already. So I want to ask you, and I'm going to ask the second service, will you help me with this? Will you get in line and go along with me? Now, maybe, maybe there's some of you in this room that could make uh, a, a bigger donation. That would help us to get this whole thing going. Or maybe you just want to give something once a month. Or maybe you want to give something once a week. Um, we decided we'd just give something every month um, to, to, help ha- to help this happen. So we got to raise this money uh, for this salary. Because we, we cannot cut back on anything else we're doing. Amen? All of that stuff I listed for you there we got to keep doing all of that kids on you know we have, we' have made four really significant changes in our leadership here with really very little change to our overall operations like we didn 't raise a whole bunch of money to bring the etox here or or change with church and all, all of that stuff. We just sort of trying to just hang man i 'm just hanging on <laughs> somebody said, why are we doing all this at one time i don 't know right? I mean, i 'm just trying to just trying to be obedient to, to what's happening. So will you help me? Will you think about what we need to do that over the next year, so over the next three weeks or so, this will be on the card. On the back of that card, it gives you a chance that you can make a, you can make a commitment. Obviously, you can pray about it or think about it, but maybe you're motivated today. Now, here's the deal. This song, they're going to sing for you. Uh, ushers, if you're here, would you come? So I need you to fill out the back of that card, get it ready. They're going to get ready to pick these up in just a minute. Now, the reason this is so important, listen to me now. We got a short time. Like I've been here for 11 years, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm planning to be here, but I know good and well I'm not going to be here forever. You know, I, I got a few, I got a couple decades left, maybe, to uh, to be in ministry. Hopefully, uh, I don't know. I'm telling you, the spirit of God that's on this church is not everywhere at all times. Um, you have to take advantage of the moment that God gives you. You got to wake up. You got to give. You got to sacrifice. We have to do that. That's why I'm asking you. If I don't, without vision, we perish. People perish. We have to do this. We have to celebrate this. And this is just our little part of that. Think about all that everybody's done that God has brought into our life already to help us do that. And all we're doing is raising a little bit more than they raised in 1954. We're 90, and we're good. God has blessed us, and we're going to raise this. I think we can raise it easily, don't you? Because we, we, I, I know you got other stuff. I'm not. A, listen, you can't give your tithe because I got, I got stuff to do with that. <laughs> I, you can't, can't give your building fund or your, your faith promise. You cannot give all those. If you can't give, you, you know I'm not pressuring you. I'm just saying if you can, come with us. Help us. I know you'll pray for us. I know you'll support this. But, but we, some of us have to give to, to make this happen. So uh, we're making commitments on the 29th. I'm going to bring back this topic up and kind of give you a review of where we are and what we're doing. And then when we get to November, we're off. We're going. We're sending this girl uh, to the south side of Peoria uh, to accomplish what only God. Can you imagine what is going to happen when, when, when this begins to unfold? I, I just can't believe what is about to happen in the kingdom of God uh, through, through our church. And we're 90, and we're, we're doing well. Uh, so they're going to sing this song. This, thing, this song says, uh, In the Blink of an Eye which means that you don't have very long here. Your life is short, and it'll be over in a blink of an eye. You feel that already, don't you? just seems like you were just a certain age earlier, and in the blink of an eye, things can be different. Things can change. This is a fantastic new song. They're going to sing it for us while we give our offering today. So put your cards in. Mark the back of that card. There's several things on there that you need to mark, prayer requests, other things. Mark that and give. Uh, Let's hear these guys, and let's give. Go right ahead.
2: You put me here for a reason You have a mission for me You knew my name and I called it Long before I learned to breathe Sometimes I feel disappointed By the way I spend my time How can I further your kingdom When I'm so wrapped up in mine Oh, and in the blink of an eye, that is when I'll be closer to you than I've ever been. Time will die, but until then, I'll embrace every moment i have given. There's a reason I'm alive for oh, the blink of an eye. and though i'm living a good life can my life be something great i have to answer the question before it's too late oh and in the blink of an eye that is when i'll be closer to you than i've ever been grace every moment I'm given, there's a reason I'm alive for the blink of an eye. If I give the very best of me, that becomes my legacy. Oh, so what am I waiting for? And what What am I I waiting for? Cause in the blink of an eye. When I'll be closer to you than I've ever been Time will fly, but until then I'll embrace every moment I'm giving In the blink of an eye That is when I'll be closer to you than I've ever been Time will fly, but until then I'll embrace every moment I'm given. There's a reason I'm alive. Before the blink of an eye, uh, uh, eye.